You are listening to ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Today we are talking about the National Cancer Institute budget and how this budget relates to the fight against cancer. Welcome to the Washington Health Report. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. My guest today is on-air correspondent for the NewsHour with Jim Lehrer on PBS. She leads a unit that covers health care and health policy. She can also be seen on news and health shows on CNN and Discovery.com. Today she will be heard but not seen on the radio with us. I'd like to welcome Susan Denser to the show. Susan, thanks for being with us. Thanks very much, Paul. Nice to be with you. Thanks for taking the time to chat with us. So uh, let's start with uh, some basic uh, numbers. Um, how does this year's National Cancer Institute budget compare to last year's and earlier budgets? Well, Paul, the NCI budget, or National Cancer Institute budget for this year, which is fiscal 2007, that of course goes up until September 30th of this calendar year, the budget for, uh, for this period is $4.8 billion. Now, that's the same level it was in 2006. It's down, actually, from $4.9 billion in 2005. And now, of course, what Congress Congress is considering is what is the budget going to be for the next fiscal year, fiscal 2008. Now, the, the reason it's the same this year is because uh, the Republicans did not pass a budget in the last Congress and everything was more or less passed across at the same level. Is that right? Pretty much flat funded. The the new Congress did rush in in the early uh, just after uh, they took office in uh, January and did add a little bit more money back to the budget. The NCI budget is flat uh, for this year as over against last year, and it's actually down from the previous year. Now, so what are the what's the uh, discussion uh, for the upcoming budget? Where does that stand now? Has anybody gotten serious or beyond the uh, the opening uh, platitudes and so forth? Well, we're in the opening phases of the budgeting cycle at the moment, but. For fiscal 2008, the Bush administration has asked for the exact same amount as in the current year, $4.8 billion for the NCI budget. Many members of Congress actually on both sides of the aisle, because biomedical research does have a lot of bipartisan support, want to increase that amount, but we don't know yet how much they'll be able to increase it. The budget that has been flat from last year, well, almost flat, I guess, for three years, what is the effect of that? I mean, a flat budget isn't as bad as a smaller budget. No, that's right. Although, remember, the budget is smaller than it was in 05. So it is declining in absolute terms, or it has declined in absolute terms. So it's not just that, but it's also that the purchasing power of dollars spent on biomedical research decline with inflation along with everything else. And actually, inflation in biomedical research is actually running faster than general price inflation. It's running at about 3.7% a year at the moment. And that's about half again as fast as general price inflation. So when you actually adjust a flat NCI budget for that loss in purchasing power, it means that those $4.8 billion buy about 12% less research than they did several years ago and put us back basically to the level that we were spending in the 1990s. Now, again, just to, to try to put a real some sort of face on that, 12% is a big cut. I, I wouldn't be happy if my salary went down 12%. On the other hand, I've had good years and bad years, and I somehow survived. What does that actually mean in terms of research? You know, what doesn't get done when we look at a 12% drop? Right. Well, the, the first most important thing to say is that today, one in three Americans are going to be diagnosed with cancer, and the cancer caseload is going to probably double in the next 15 years just with the overall aging of the population. And even though cancer mortality in many types of cancer has been declining, we're still looking at an environment where we're going to have double the cases. So that's number one. 
Uh, number two, we're also at a point where we invested so much money in the Human Genome Project and other things that we actually have a lot of opportunity at the moment to push that forward into new therapies and treatments in cancer. And so if we're not spending a commensurate amount of money to do that, it's a problem. And then just if you look specifically at what the effect of this will be. Basically, the NCI has put out numbers showing that it's going to be cutting clinical trials, it's going to be cutting various research projects, and then most important of all, to the degree that people come in and apply for grants from NCI, which is really basically what NCI does, it doles out money to scientists at universities and other settings across the country. If you look at the number of projects it's actually going to be able to approve, it is a much lower ratio than has been the case uh, previously, that basically only about 20% of the 6,600 estimated research project grant applications, as they're called, that are going to roll in this year, only about 20% of those are going to be able to be funded. And that compares with, say, in the late 90s, when about a third of the total grants that were applied for got funded. Uh, if you've just joined us, you are listening to the Washington Health Report on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. We're talking to Susan Denser, correspondent for the NewsHour with Jim Lehrer on PBS. So at one point, a third of the grants were being funded, now down to about 20 percent. So I guess what that means is that some promising drugs are not going to be studied, and they kick back to next year or the year after, and it slows down uh, new treatments. That, that's right. I mean, they... There are more grant applications coming in than ever before, and that's because there are more good ideas than ever before. There's a popular notion uh, that the war on cancer, Richard Nixon's war on cancer 30-some years ago, uh, was a failure, that we lost the war on cancer because people still, a, lot of, a lot of people still get cancer. I'm not sure I buy that, um, and the tenor of your conversation is that there are a lot of new things happening. What do you think about that? Did we lose the war on cancer, or, or are we just you know, getting ready for the final battle here where we're going to really uh, knock this thing out, or a lot of it? It's clear that we haven't won it yet, but it's also clear that a lot of, uh, of our war on cancer preceded our understanding of what really lies behind the disease process, unfortunately. When uh, Nixon launched that war... We didn't really understand that cancer was entirely a disease of genes. We didn't understand that these genetic changes take place while the cancer is growing. I mean, they're constant changes in genes. We didn't understand as much as we understand about the various pathways um, which uh, genes translate into proteins, which translates into activities within cells. And we certainly didn't understand what we also now understand, which is that can many cancers are probably also a disease of stem cells. These are sort of primordial cells that exist in the body that give rise to subsequent generations of cells. And we didn't understand any of that, and therefore what we were able to do was invent a lot of uh, drugs and treatments that are uh, successful in keeping many people alive once the cancer is well underway and established and we can find it in a tumor. But now what we have the prospect of doing is really understanding all of this at its very earliest stages and perhaps even detecting cancers before they lead to tumors, which would be the best of all possible world. So the kinds of things we're talking about now are what you could use to make an argument that the cancer budget not, not only should keep pace with inflation, but the NCI budget might actually should be much bigger and undergoing 
big increases at this point because there's so much more we can do. That is certainly the argument that uh, people are making on Capitol Hill who are very supportive of biomedical research, that we doubled the budget uh, for the National Institutes of Health from 1998 to 2003, and that was very good and very appropriate. And now, if not time to double it again, it's certainly time to keep the trend of uh, growing that budget going forward. That is certainly the argument they're making. Now, cancer has a particular ring to it and a certain kind of, uh, I think it inspires a little bit of fear in all of us, maybe more so than some other illnesses. How is the these problems with the National Cancer Institute budget, how do they compare with what's going on in the rest of the National Institutes of Health? It's basically symptomatic of what has gone on in the overall NIH budget. As I say, the budget was doubled uh, from 98 to 2003, and since 2003, the overall NIH budget has been flat or falling. And it was actually cut for the first time in 36 years in 2006. When the new Congress came in in January, it did basically cobbled together an emergency cash infusion uh, so that the budget was, was not cut again for the current fiscal year. Under the president's proposal for the next fiscal year, for 2008, it would, in fact, fall again. And again, people point to the rising rate of biomedical research inflation and say this also would put the NIH budget about 12% behind where it was in, in uh, 2004, basically by virtue of the fact that when you adjust uh, uh, even a flat budget for biomedical price inflation, in fact, it's a falling budget. Now, I don't know how much you cover the politics of this as well as the policy, but I've always been a little bit puzzled by that. Which elected representatives feel like they gain points with their constituency by cutting cancer research? What some of the very strong proponents of biomedical research in both parties will say is that basically their colleagues just don't understand. Uh, first of all, they often they're not familiar with what the NIH really is. They don't really understand that uh, when NIH has a budget, about four-fifths four of the money goes right out the door from the NIH. It doesn't stay up there in Bethesda, Maryland on the NIH campus. It goes out the door to laboratories and universities across the country so that these dollars actually translate into real research activity in the districts of many lawmakers. And, of course, as we well know, uh, that often leads to spin-off uh, corporate and other uh, activities as uh, people commercialize the products of basic research. So mainly the problem seems to be that people don't get it. And frankly, they also are up against very large expenditures. So that's a big burden. And the NIH budget is really only nine weeks of the war in Iraq or Afghanistan. So uh, they've got a lot on their plate, and it's uh, sometimes hard for them to make the argument to spend more on biomedical research, particularly if they don't understand the fruits uh, that it leads to both in the scientific realm but also in their own communities. Now, what do you it's, – it's never really fair to ask you to predict the future, but because you uh, do follow these, thing, these things closely, what, um, what can you tell us about what might happen with the upcoming budget cycle that's just now beginning? If you had to bet, I think you would say that the – particularly with the Democrats in the majority now, who, who just more of whom are more disposed to – spending more on research than the Republicans, although, as I say, it is, it is bipartisan uh, to some degree. I, th I think with, them in, with the Democrats in charge, there will be an effort at least to grow the NIH budget slightly. 
uh, so that it won't be a flat budget, it won't be a falling budget. It may not get back on a trajectory to doubling it again over the next 10 years, which is what many of the research proponents would like. But I think it's it's probably not going to be allowed to uh, to fall or to be flat the way it is now, and particularly in the cancer realm. One of the ironies of the current uh, year, of course, is that we just had two prominent people, Elizabeth Edwards and Tony Snow, announce that their cancers had recurred and spread. And of course, that's there are about 10,000 Americans a day who get that same news. Well, we don't always think about that, but these recent announcements propelled cancer into the spotlight. And by the way, we have an entire cancer caucus running for president on the Republican side, John McCain, Fred Thompson, and Rudolph Giuliani, all of whom have battled cancer or are battling it currently. So if, in fact, the scenario plays out that the NIH budget does grow somewhat, some of that growth will accrue to NCI. My guest has been Susan Denser, a health correspondent for the NewsHour with Jim Lehrer on PBS. We've been talking about the National Cancer Institute budget and where it might be going. Thanks for being with us, Susan. Thanks, Paul. I'm your host, Paul Rayburn. You have been listening to the Washington Health Report on ReachMD XM233, the channel for medical professionals. Comments, questions, send us an email. We're at xm at reachmd.com. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll be with us next time.